live so bad you wanna die? Ever cried and cried until you can't cry? Like why am I alive? What's the purpose to life? Ever wanna live so bad you wanna die? Ever cried and cried until you can't Hi, welcome to Boys Do Cry Mental Health Conversations, where we have honest conversations about mental health. Each week we talk about how we're feeling, how we're truly feeling, and try and make sense of what goes on in our minds. No, we are not mental health professionals, and if you are struggling, please reach out for help. The stories you hear should not be a substitute for professional help. They're here to supplement your journey. My name is Ram Reyes. And I'm Paulina Rodriguez-Reese. Thanks for joining us. On this episode, we talked to Johnny, 19-year-old lead singer of Black Cat, a psych rock band based out of Fresno, California. He shares his battle with addiction and how he was able to get sober. Johnny shines a light on the physical and mental tolls of Xanax, a drug that is often glorified in the media, and highlights how music and a strong support system have helped him regain his life. Hi, welcome to Boys Do Cry Mental Health Conversations. My name is Ram Reyes, one of your hosts, and with me is... Paulina Rodriguez, your other host. And we are doing something really weird this 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 time. It's because we this is the first remote podcast we're doing with a guest. And we have a guest. Uh, introduce yourself, Josh. Uh, hi, I'm Josh Quinones. Um I'm a singer for a band called Black Cat, and I have a lot of things that I like to talk about today. So, yeah. Oh. How old are you, Josh? Um, I'm 19. I just turned 19 in September. I'm a Virgo. Oh, oh dude, you, she, he listens to the podcast. Yeah, he's I like, watched it last time. So he's yeah. straight up like, oh, I'm a Virgo, right? Yeah, dude. <laughs> right off the bat. And I take <laughs> astrology super seriously. I love Virgos, I Josh. Really? Yeah. A lot of people, when you meet a Virgo, they're like, oh, of course you're a Virgo. A Virgo? Like, they'll say something. Yeah. It's just like, I always get like the most backward comments because of it. Uh huh. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like surrounded by Virgos. Like, everyone in my family is a Virgo. Like, my best friend is a Virgo. Dude, they're, Actually, they're the used... best. They are always yeah, on no their way. shit. They, I love Virgos. Like, they're the only ones no, that can I check saw... me. I saw one of the meme accounts that I followed, the astrology memes, mm-hmm. and one of them had like a list of like serial killers. <laughs> Most of them were like Pisces, uh, Gemini, Gemini, and Virgos. I'm like, why wow. are Virgos in there? I'm like, so I can was, see it though. And Sagittarius. So those are the four signs that were like really big on the serial killer list. I'm like, of course Gemini is in there, but I'm like Virgos. Yeah, <laughs> they really got their shit together though. So maybe <laughs> that's why they're the ones that don't get caught. Yeah, True. <laughs> but. Anyways, so how are you guys feeling I'll, today? Yeah, I'll, I'm glad we remember that. Stuff. How are you feeling, Josh? To, uh, to, yeah, how are you feeling, Josh? I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I'm excited to be here talking to you guys. Like that's cool within itself. I mean, I've had my mom's really sick right now, so I'm kind of stressed out about that. Mm-hmm. But there's only so much you can really do to someone's health to help them, like their overall physical health. It's not like mm-hmm. I can make her get better, she, but she she's doing good. She's at home right now, just relaxing. So What's I'm feeling pretty with? good. Um, she has like she, has, she I don't know. She it started out with um her like her red blood cells were low. Oh okay. But I think it's like kind of graduating into something worse. Oh shit. Yeah, because she she went to the doctor for that, got a bunch of medication, and it ha- hasn't really helped her. And she's done complain complaining more to like mm-hmm. today. And she was like, yeah, I had to call my sister and have her go to the house so I could come here. Mm. Mm. How about you, Paulina? How are you? I'm pretty happy today. How are you yeah, this is kind of weird. I mean, your guys' uh, screen like froze. So I'm just looking at Josh. Look at me like <laughs> it's like constant. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not my face always, I swear. <laughs> oh, is our is yeah. screen frozen? Yeah, just oh, slightly. it is frozen. Oops. No, I don't it's know how to okay. Fix it, but... but I think I had a good day. I went to school today. I got, I'm gonna start a garden over here, so I got like my plot garden thing. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was my day. I'm gonna go to West Hollywood after this. Did you see Ellie? What's her name? Ellie tomorrow, Rogers. I'm gonna meet her tomorrow. The Maggie, yeah. I'm gonna meet my queen oh. tomorrow. Yeah, Maggie Rogers. Yeah. Is that her name? Yeah, Maggie Rogers. I thought that happened. Nah, yesterday. tomorrow. How about uh, you, Ram? 
Yo. Um, I feel a little stressed out because of uh, all the technical <laughs> new things that I have to learn how to like coordinating this because I'm like, I hope <laughs> I hope everything works out. And I don't know I'm just like worried, but it usually works out. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm like scared of you cutting out. <laughs> just car- carry of carry Skype. the show. But yeah, I just want to I just want to say like to the the listeners be like, yeah, we're because Paulina moved to Long Beach and now I mean we're still doing the podcast, but because I'm with this the stew. <laughs> this is this, really not the studio. Hey, this I'm not, is a studio. This is me. it seems like a studio where. I'm with Josh, but then Polina's like on this computer. I'm, I'm trying to give them the visual of yeah, what this oh, yeah. looks like. People who don't know. I don't I'm know like, people who don't know, my laptop is like pointed at Josh. The, fucking, Which, the no. screen is frozen. <laughs> Our <laughs> webcam is frozen. <laughs> 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 but we can see Polina. So she, Polina right now is just an embodied head on a computer. So she's kind of like here with us. So, yeah. Nervous. So I'm just a little bit not uh, stre- nervous that what things could go wrong, but I, I don't know. As long as no, yeah. the recording's cut out and you're recording on your so episode, Josh, you should be fine. Oh, sorry. I think this is good. I was though. gonna say. So, what made you? Yes. What made you want to do this podcast? Because I know um, the main thing we're gonna be talking about is addiction, and I feel like there's a lot of like stigma and like people don't really feel like addiction is like a disease or anything like that. Um, especially to be talking about yeah. it. What made you? Um, well, okay, so, like, I had heard Johnny's, mm-hmm. the one that he did, and I I thought that was really cool, and it's, I mean, there isn't really any, like, things that, like, it's, I don't know, it's not, like, anything that you guys talked about particularly, like, triggered me to want to talk about that, it's just, like, I've been wanting to, like, go in front of, like, a camera or something and just, like, talk about what's happened to me, because I feel like, since like 2016 I've Mm. gone through it you know like I've gone through some pretty crazy stuff and then it's like I also sometimes don't really feel like it's that crazy what like I've experienced and then I'll talk about it with people and they're like damn yeah you're only 19 Mm. like that's pretty crazy so I don't know I just like I wanted to come on basically just because like I Mm. mean I mean I make music and stuff and like I want the the people who listen to my music to kind of understand me as a person Mm. you know and just to see how like that me alone making music and finding people that are like healthy to be around and they like uh I don't know mm-hmm. they kind of like inspire me you know so it's like my band my band members so they they've really helped me to stay and I mean yeah there is like a very very negative stigma on addiction and just just all of that but I mean I feel like it's just something that I want to touch on for like for just the people who feel like they mm-hmm. can't really talk to anyone, you know, because it's like going to some like if you're dealing with like addiction or like substance abuse, going to someone about it is kind of hard, especially if you feel like they're just going to like it's really just going to be like, oh, you need to get your shit together, you know, like because that's usually all it is. It's like it's a simple fix mm-hmm. to other people who aren't going through it. And it's like, I don't know. I, I just think that it needs to, like, there's just a lot of people dying and overdosing. And mm-hmm. it just needs to be talked yeah. about m- more. So, oh, no, go ahead. Yeah, so tell us about your, oh, yeah. Yeah, tell us about your, your experiences. Like, um, where did it start? Okay, well, it, I mean, I've been around it my whole life just with, like, my parents. You know, like, my, my dad has been, like an addict himself and I've seen like he had to go to rehab so I've, I've at a young age I was like exposed to it and it was like I always told myself that I wouldn't end up being like that you know mm-hmm. like from a young age until I was like 16 and when once I, I like in 2016 like a lot of stuff started happening like my dad kind of started going back into that whole like dark place and then like one of my best friends like I lost one of my best friends you know like to suicide mm-hmm. and that like really it kind of Cause like the life expectancy in the United States is like 78, basically like on average 78 years old. Mm-hmm. And to, to see someone who's 16, like lose their life, it really like shortens mm-hmm. that in concept. To yeah. Me. Like it made me feel like life is so short. So I yeah. should just do all these crazy things and just mm-hmm. live like on the edge, you know? Yeah. And I started getting into like 
at first I started doing like cocaine and I was just like, I, I mean, it wasn't like anything crazy, but then I started like finding these like pills, you know, like Xanax mm-hmm. and like that, that's the really dangerous stuff that is like killing people like crazy right now. Like the fentanyl is like in everything, you know, like they're, yeah. they're literally, there's like on average around like 72,000 overdoses a year. And, yeah. um, on top of that, the, there's like 52,000 deaths from fentanyl. So that's like 70% of overdoses. Yeah. Even in Fresno, there's like that one recent thing. Yeah. There's yeah. like kids dying all the yeah. time. Like all these kids, people that I know are like, have overdosed from fentanyl and died. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's crazy. And it's so close to everyone everywhere that it's like, mm-hmm. there just needs to be someone talking about it more publicly and not putting such a negative mm-hmm. light on it, but just like educating like it, like it's okay to feel this way and like feel like you need to do certain things but yeah there's healthier outlets for you so you know? did you like do anything else be- besides so, like the pills or that's where like uh yeah well uh, one okay so i was doing oh like, shit i was doing pills literally every day for, probably for like yeah like to the point where like there's a solid like year of my life where i don't really remember like oh wow like, yeah like it was bad because it wasn't like i was just taking like half a Xanax and then like just because I was stressed out it was like oh I'm taking like three mm-hmm. and then not remembering what I did for the rest of the day like every day I don't even know what Xanax feels like it's it kind of feels like I don't even know I mean when you take it in an appropriate dose it kind of just makes you feel like everything's gonna be fine it's mm-hmm. like the classic like anti-anxiety medication yeah, yeah, yeah. and then once you start taking it in higher doses it's kind of like you feel like you're drunk kind of but then like it's like you're drunk, but I don't know. It's weird. It's a mm-hmm. weird high. It's like, and everyone acts differently on it. I've noticed. Yeah, because mm-hmm. for me personally, like I don't get the appeal of it. Yeah, no. Uh, it's just like there's I'm, really no appeal to it at all. There's isn't it like a lot of people are doing it? Kind of numbs like, everything. Right? I've never taken it. So you don't it. really feel like the pain or anything really. Yeah. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. It, it kind of makes you just not care. Which I know most dr- like all drugs do that, but it's like that, like you could literally be super upset and then take it, and then you'll literally mm-hmm. feel like the world is in the palm of your hands, and then afterwards, it, it's just yeah, and I mean it's it's good for people who like I mean it's a pres- it's a prescribed drug. Some people need it, you know, mm-hmm. and like that's that's totally fine. But like, I don't know. Everyone knows their own like limits, and once you start taking it because you just want to take it, it's like mm-hmm. it loses its like value. You know, it's like anything. It's just like up to the people to 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 abuse yeah. it or to use it in the proper way. Yeah, where do you, where do you even get that? I'm like, how, how do people get it? And I'm like, um, well, I'm just. Well, that's the thing is that it. I mean, it can be prescribed pretty easily. All you have to do is go to a doctor and say like. You have anxiety. You're going through it. Like, you yeah. can just, like, tell them a story, like, oh, this is happening. This, like, this happened to me, and I don't know. I can't sleep. It's almost, like, like, commonly prescribed. On, yeah, because I know yeah, I mean, friends kid, that, like, got it prescribed when they were really young, and I feel like that's kind of terrible because you get a dependency on it. Yeah, and and mm-hmm. on, on top of that, the withdrawals are very dangerous. Like, that like um i've had a seizure from withdrawing i can't drive i lost my license because of it oh really yeah i was at work oh so when did you kind of know that you were like oh i i might be addicted to this um well i kind of it's like i always knew but i just didn't want to like be the one to it was like oh i'm just having fun i'm just young and then once i started like actually having like physical withdrawals like if i would stop even just for 2 days i would be laying in bed with the chills but also like sweating so hard throwing mm-hmm. up and then mm-hmm. also going to the bathroom at the same time you know what i mean mm-hmm. that and that's no fun and then like just like like the seizures and all of that like just once you really like once you can't like can't not have it like actually like your cuz it's like i didn't want to be doing it at, at some days i would be like I don't even, I need to stop, you know, like I need to not be doing this. And then I would start getting all weird. My body would start twitching out and then I would have mm-hmm. to take it. Cause if not, I would be like seizing out. Mm. So did you get so like any, it, it like during sure. that time, like and that you had the seizures, did you go to like the doctor or anything? Tell them what's going on. 
Um, yeah, I had to, well, because I was at work when I had a seizure. I was, mm. I worked at um, Spirit Halloween at the time. This was like two years ago. And um, I was helping some, a customer like try on their costume, not like helping them try them try on the costume, but I was like taking them to the fitting room and I was taking their, their costume out of the bag. And I don't like, I didn't even know what happened. Like I was just standing there doing something, talking to this guy. And then the next second, like literally what it felt like was the next second was like, I was being held up by my boss mm-hmm. and everyone in the store was like looking at me like they just seen a ghost. And wow. I was like, what, what, like, what, what do you oh, what just at? happened? Yeah. And they were like, do you oh. not know what you were doing right now? And I was like, I have no clue. And they're like, you were seizing on the floor for like two minutes. Oh, and wow. yeah. I'm like, I had to go see, like, I had to go to the mm-hmm. hospital that night, stay the night in the hospital. Cause they called an ambulance. And, and then I had, I have had to go to a neurologist, like literally almost all the time, mm-hmm. probably like every couple months I have to go see a neurologist cause of it. And that's why I can't drive. Because even after that, I didn't stop. I was still doing it. And, like, I had to take tests in order for my – because, like, I had to Mm -hmm. take um, EEG tests, which are, like, for Mm -hmm. your brain. And, like, because I wasn't stopping and getting clean, like, my my results were always the same. So that's why – like, I should have been driving pretty soon after. It's only six months. But Mm -hmm. I, like, I just – like, I was just being irresponsible still, you know. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until recently that, like – I like have to stop going to the, to the, to the neurologist, but I still have to go one more time to just to like finish that whole thing. But mm-hmm. I've been I haven't I mean I've been clean for a year now. So oh, that's good. Congrats. Yeah. Cause it's it, awesome. it it started to go down worse than that. Like I was doing pills and then I started getting into like selling things and meeting all these people that like I sh- probably shouldn't be around. And then they it like escalated to the point where like I was in a car with a, a bunch of people shooting heroin, and I was, that's when I was like, yeah. "Is that the tipping point when you're that like, was oh, the, I yeah?" Should, and I then because I, I, I didn't know, like I was like in the situation where it was happening, like I I had never seen anyone shoot up in my life. Like I mm-hmm. I'm pretty I don't know, like I didn't feel like I I don't know. It was kind of hard mm-hmm. to explain. It was like I felt super out of place, and like I was trying to be in a situation that I like don't fit into you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i felt like i was trying harder to be there than not be there how long was how long ago was that this was like a, this was a year ago exactly oh, okay. this was like so the last we were like yeah i was like 18 yeah still. 17 turning 18 I think. Oh, wow. i was 18 and yeah that was what and i didn't at first like okay so when i was because i tried it and like that was when like when i did it i was like okay that now it's like all, all I can do is just this because there's nothing to escalate to unless I'm like, I don't even mm-hmm. know. Like, this is just like, to me, I've always thought of heroin as like the tip of the iceberg for yeah. drugs. Like, that's just like, once you start <laughs> shooting needles in your vein, yeah. you're, you're doing drugs, you know? Like, <laughs> you're doing, This is real drugs, yeah, these are drugs You're like actually in it Exactly. Now. No, that's why, like, that's the only thing. I, I would always say like, you know what? I'll try anything. Heroin. I hate needles, so I'm like same, and that's not, and that go. is exactly why, like I had always ha- I had that moral even like up until like a few weeks before mm-hmm. that, and it's not like I was like oh I want to try heroin. It was just I started getting really careless, you know, at that point. Yeah, and then it was like <laughs> I tried it, and then I was just like okay, why did I just do that? Because well, it you was, tried it. Yeah, I tried. I was in a, a car full of people doing it. Oh, so yeah. it's kind of like and like I wasn't. I didn't shoot up because I I just can't handle needles. Yeah, and, I can't handle. Yeah, I, I I was smoking it, which sounds even worse when you say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. So that's that that was that case. And I remember after I remember like as it was happening, seeing someone like do it, and I remember I just like because I was in the front seat, and I just like dropped my head to my like into my lap and just started bawling like in front of everyone and they were just like what and i was like because i was i was like pretty like messed up like under the influence and emotional mm-hmm. and crazy I, anyways mm-hmm. you know so i was just like dude i don't even know what i'm doing here i need to go home and then i went home and i had told like one of my best friends like what had happened that night and then they did the right thing and they told my mom about it so when i got home my mom just like sat down with me and was like what are you doing and then that like seeing my mom like n- have the like the knowledge of me trying heroin was probably like the most heartbreaking thing to have to witness you know like Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. i don't know because she felt like it was her fault or like that she had failed like you know what i mean yeah as a mother and it was like i didn't want her to feel like that because i love my mom my mom's like my best friend yeah and after that that was what like really Mm -hmm. opened my eyes was like 
this is affecting people way more than I would have ever guessed. But, uh, yeah. I think so I was that like your turning point, basically, or like that's when you decided like to get sober? Or? Yeah. So then after that, I had her take me to um, an outpatient, and I was gonna go into rehab, and then it was like it's weird because you think that like rehab centers are like very open and like they will want to like when you reach out to like a rehab center you expect it to be like they're they're, like happy to help you almost but they literally took like two months to even get back to me really for the first like two months of like me even trying to get sober i was like just doing Mm -hmm. it on my own and i had to like really find my own way to like stay Mm -hmm. clean did you have insurance or did you yeah and that was the thing is that it was like they're I mean, I don't know too much about it because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm only 19. I, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. too like. But I, you did have insurance. Though. I did, and that the thing was was they were like trying to say that it it, it didn't cover it. Oh, okay. And then, but they, it ended up actually covering it. Oh. And then okay. it was like they were like, "Oh, it was our mm. mistake." Like, and I was like, Weird. two months of yeah. of me having to wait." And then I ended up at that point out. It was like two months. I felt like I was like okay because I started like I started reading a lot more and like mm-hmm. just like learning was honestly what helped me like get through like that initial like stage of like getting clean just like reading a lot about spirituality yeah. and all this crazy stuff that so during dope. those two yeah. months like what was it like like because you had to go through withdrawals right oh my god and i yeah I, I was going through yeah the worst withdrawals like uh for okay for those two months i like mm-hmm. didn't really leave my house at all it was like over it was over a summer so i was like really just like inside all the time um I was I had like a really weird relationship with my family because they were all like overly I mean not overly worried but like anything that I would do or that like if I would seem upset about something it would be like they would Mm -hmm. be in my business so much which I understand it's just like going through that already it's Mm -hmm. like you want privacy you know so like having everyone always checking on you is stressful and then the withdrawals, which are obviously just horrible, but th- those two months were super hard. And at that was at that point too, like because I had played, I've played mm-hmm. music throughout all of this, you know. But while like while it, it started getting super like out of hand, um, I start I stopped caring about music as much, and mm-hmm. it was more so just something mm-hmm. I was like doing, you know, and then. Like all of the the attention and effort that I was putting into like getting high or like whatever, like going and finding the drugs that day, it was like I was putting that into my music or to like learning stuff. Cause like I feel like just learning in general mm-hmm. was making me better at writing. And then, and then eventually I met like um, like Ed and Vinny who I, who are in my band and those are like my best friends. And like they they kind of came in and like actually mm-hmm. really helped me, you know, because. I wasn't like I had friends that I was playing with, but it wasn't like anything set in stone. Yeah. We were just playing music, you know. And then after that, I felt like I actually had like a direction and a purpose, and people that relied on me more so than just yeah. myself, you know. What kind of things did you learn, like, like, uh, like the spirituality? Yeah. How'd you get into that? Um, I well, it started out with like, um. I was okay, so I was just doing a lot of reading on like just on AA in general, like AA. Okay, yeah, yeah. And and it it started out with like I was okay, so the guy who created um, yeah, yeah. his name is Bill Wilson, and he Mm -hmm. was like a huge advocate, which is it's crazy because he would always say that like um like like lsd will like change your life and he yeah it, like he was the guy who created aa and he yeah, would always yeah. say like that like all this stuff about um how it was it was really good for like alcoholics and cigarette smokers to take acid yeah. and trip and then yeah like i, I thought that was kind of cool and I, I i didn't take acid or anything but i just started like kind of learning more mm-hmm. about the like psychedelic stuff Mm -hmm. and i think it's just it's more about the concept of like there's just stuff that's super far out that yeah you don't need Mm -hmm. to take drugs to see or to find out about so like and even like astrology is like to me really spiritual because Mm -hmm. okay you're laughing (laughs) but it's it is because like most people only know that that, like their their um like their sun sign 
Yeah, yeah. And then there's like the, your two other your, signs. Your uh, moon sign yeah, and your and, rising. Yeah. And those And are, actually there's more even more with like I, I, your Mars, yeah. your Mercury. There's like there's all these different signs and then those are like just as important. <laughs> as, yeah, yeah. And I th I think like cuz a lot of people always say like when you were born <laughs> doesn't really affect how you're going to be. Mm. But I think that like the weather conditions mm -hmm. and just like because like okay like you walk outside in january you can tell it's january you know what i yeah, mean yeah. like you know outside when is a certain season and i feel like being brought up like starting in a certain like say if you start in summer you're born in summer i mm -hmm. feel like you grow up differently than someone who's i don't know man i don't I know feel like that would <laughs> kind of account for people born the same time no actually for the spirituality part with the aa it's like part of aa is like because I, I read the power, wait, the power of a habit, and they talk about AA in that book, and they do have you like kind of, it's not necessarily religious. Yeah, it's not necessarily religious, but they want you to believe in a higher power. Yeah, and because they want you to believe that no matter, even if your physical form wants to, you know, drink again you're going to be held accountable by like, I don't know, some higher some, power, yeah. something that you will, that you could tap into. Yeah. I think, I think too, it's like, like the word, even just like in, in 2019, the word religion is almost like you say it, people kind of get like, Oh yeah. I don't, religion. Like to me, I think religion is like, even if you don't believe in God, you still like need a form of religion. Cause yeah. it's like morality. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I think like, it's more like, see religion. I, I, I think religion has more, like when I think of religion, I think of like organized religions, like yeah, Christianity, like, like you go to church, like and then... is like Islam yeah. and like Hinduism. But when I think of spirituality, Chris, I think, I think crystals. Like I'm more in touch with spirituality. Makes higher. me think yeah, of crystals really... and astrology. It doesn't <laughs> and aromatherapy. It doesn't need even <laughs> essential. Oils. Yeah, no, but it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be like religious. It needs to. I just. I just want to believe in something mm -hmm. bigger than myself, you know, yeah. that could help me. And because there is like, there's a reason. Yeah. I, I would say like, I would say there's a reason that we're all here. I mean, you know, some like, people argue no, but you know what? I'm just going to pick to say yes, because yeah, that just makes me I, feel better mentally. And those are the honestly, the people mm -hmm. who don't think that like we have a reason here are dangerous people. I would say because they don't see they don't see any consequence past what happens on this. Planet. Yeah, that's where nihilism gets yeah. in a way. But like, yeah, it's just I, I just want to believe in something. And I know that a lot of like younger people or like even millennials, just everyone younger. And that's why astrology got bigger, which is <laughs> this is kind of like my theory. And other people have like theorized this because like religion went down. People aren't aren't as like religious anymore no. but then you lose out on like the benefits of religion which is like feeling good or feeling okay feeling that you're not going to be lost or just <laughs> so now we're turning into like spirituality we're turning to crystals we're turning to astrology which is just our <laughs> which is just our version of just like trying yeah. to cope with you know just trying to cope with stuff that we lost out on religion because we don't trust them anymore because they fuck up <laughs> and organized religion has its own problems but you know spirituality that's a little bit more uh yeah. you know it's, it's the new thing that you know you could you could depend on and that's like a crux of aa is that you have a sponsor that you could call on and you're like feeling like oh i might relapse you have a sponsor but also you kind of just like believe in something it doesn't matter if you don't believe it already just like kind of like i guess fake it until you make it just like <laughs> believe in it and then you it will help, you know. It's just kind of like a placebo a little bit, but yeah. it helps. So, Josh, I know, like, you said that you, like, for those two months, like, you did it by yourself, like, experiencing the withdrawals. For people that are, like, that want to quit, like, what would you say happens? Like, can you, like, walk um, us through, like, what happens to your body or, like, your... Yeah, I would definitely, okay, I would definitely not recommend anyone to ever try to quit immediately. Because it, yeah. because if you're on certain drugs, including alcohol, like and you try to stop the half life of like the chemicals that are in those drugs that are like it's in your body, like mm -hmm. like for example, if you're on say like if you're taking Xanax in high doses every day and then you stop one day, that mm -hmm. is how you have like a seizure or like an an episode. You know what I mean? Like because you're not supposed like you're supposed to wean off and you're supposed to. So if you're taking like three pills a day then the next day you're supposed to want to take like 
one and a half and that you know what i mean just slowly get smaller because mm-hmm. you're you're just asking for one too much of your mentality by saying like i'm gonna stop tomorrow everything right you know what i mean it's it's just way too hard and then your body also sometimes cannot take it but mm-hmm. i would also say that it literally feels like the end of the world it feels like you're dying and you want to die and you're like you, d- you don't want to even carry on with it but mm-hmm. the feel like okay the feeling that you have when you get through it is so much better than the feeling that you had before or even like that if you go back to it you know it's like the end the end finish line is so worth it mm-hmm. and you're you're gonna feel like you're gonna have the trembles and you're gonna be sweaty and you're gonna feel super sick but it's it's like just stay stay in this place that's safe like your like your bed or something you know don't be out like driving around and stuff if you're if you're really trying to like get off stuff because you don't want to have anything happen to you while you're driving mm-hmm. and that's what that's something that I was really happy because I was supposed to get off work like right before that happened to me and I would have just gotten in my car and drove home mm-hmm. and then that would have happened t- while I was driving mm-hmm. yeah. down Shaw so <laughs> yeah <laughs> bad. How long did it like take for like everything to get out of your system, like for you to feel like you weren't dying anymore? Um, physically, it felt it only took like like a week because that's typically how long the half life for benzos is. It's mm-hmm. like it's it's like it's like a week. It's three to four days online. That's what they say, but for me, it's like a week. And um. Oh shit! I was gonna say something else. And I totally blanked out right now. Wait, was there? Was that a two-part question, or was that it? Nah, it was just like, how long did it take before it, like you, like the withdrawal stopped and like it oh, came oh, out no, of your yeah, system? Oh yeah, okay, I remember, I remember. Yeah, so physically it was like a week, but mentally I was, I mean, it's I struggled with it for like probably like a couple months. Really? It was still, it was still hard. Yeah, just because like. It's so it's like a cop out almost when something happens, you can just like go and then take these pills or like do these drugs and then you feel way better or you just don't feel anything, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then so so then you have to, it's almost like you have to relearn how to like deal with emotions in a mature way, you know, mm-hmm. like you're almost like you're the same age that you were when you started. So like I was oh, like a 16 okay. year old kid almost. Yeah. And I really? was like about you. to turn. Yeah. About to turn 19. So what did you replace? Uh what did you replace the the drugs with like you know what it was most it was healthy coping yeah it was um i started writing down my feelings on paper a lot which actually seeing seeing your like thoughts on words or in words on paper like is really it's a it's a satisfying feeling Mm-hmm. for me at least i don't yeah. know about other people but just writing down stuff i love it like you see i just i took so yeah. many notes for no reason like i just have stuff written down yeah josh has notes guys like he knows what he's talking about there's like two I, I pages of notes, notes okay i don't so I'm he not, knows not talking own, numbers but, for no reason yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah yeah no that that is a i think that's <laughs> i don't know where the study is but that is like you're physically putting it your thoughts and emotions onto yeah. paper kind of like transferring it and then it's like if it's things that you want to forget about or things that you want to kind of like be left in the past, you can like burn the piece of paper mm. and watch and like watch the metaphor happen in real life. Like mm-hmm. the idea is like, you know what I mean? I'm scared to do that because I have like journals of like years. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I don't want to burn. <laughs> okay, well, don't burn your journal. I know, I know. But like but if, you, if you're ever upset, just write it, write down what you're upset about. Oh, yeah. Put it on a blank piece of paper yeah, and burn it. And burn it. And it feels it just it feels good watching Watching like, things burn. Try that. Yeah, watch it. It feels good watching things burn. <laughs> yeah. But it's also, well, then it's the metaphor of yeah, like this is my addiction or this exactly. is my anxiety. Whatever's, burning whatever's up now. happening, it, it it's left in the past. Yeah, do it safely though. Do yeah. it in the no, <laughs> do it in a bathtub just or something. Burn everything down. <laughs> do it in a bathtub. Do it. <laughs> burn your no, house down while you're at it. You're just gonna have more problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your problem. You burning your problem caused more problems. Yeah. So, uh, did you ever like after you stopped taking the Xanax? Did you get like anxiety, like panic attacks, and all that? Because oh. I would feel like you would. Oh, all the time. I still, I still get like, like I still get panic attacks because I have anxiety. Like, anyways, mm-hmm. like really bad social anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay, me coming on and talking to you guys, yeah, no, is I, cool because cool. I feel like that's not something I would normally do. 
but yeah. I could tell that you guys are cool by this from listening to you guys talking mm-hmm. to Johnny. So I was like yeah. down with it. But well, I'm glad it. I know it's kind of like hard for some people to get on this, which I I always understand. That's why I'm like, dude, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Uh, I know it takes a lot for some people to get on because this yeah. is really hard hard stuff you guys are talking about. Yeah, it is, and I like like we'll, we'll be playing shows or like on a Monday mixer, you know, like we'll, like we'll play and then my band will want to hang out and talk to everyone and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going home. Like I have to go home. I <laughs> yeah. stay home like by myself almost every night. Like I don't really go out or like talk to people. Like how do you that. feel when you're performing? Like um, you- I literally, I can't even explain how I feel when I'm performing. It's like, I, I don't know. I kind of, I'm hard on myself a lot about everything, you know? So like I'm always critiquing my own, like whatever I'm doing, if I'm like even just me sitting here, I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to stop saying like in between words. <laughs> Dude, you know I mean? we still do that. Don't yeah, worry I about that it. So we, much. Both of us, so, we we listen to maybe even the last episode. We're just like like like, yeah. and I catch myself even while I'm recording. No, that's what, that's I'm like, what I'm doing right now. Oh, I should stop saying that. So just just ha- like having to. Like being able to go up and play and having like three people who are playing with me and it's like no one could ever bring us like no one can take away that from me like mm-hmm. you know like that feeling that feeling and then the songs that we write it's just like all so personal and mm-hmm. that's that's kind of like the beauty of it I guess but mm-hmm. like especially knowing that I've literally been in situations where like my mom is like holding me like josh like if you don't wake up then i'm taking you to the hospital because you look like you're dying like mm-hmm. overdosing situations and then i'm like up in front of these people performing it's like i could not be lucky yeah you know mm-hmm. have yeah. i feel so lucky to even have you like have had overdosing you've overdosed before um yeah because well, i was like very very depressed and on top of that I, I like wanted I don't know I kind of had this weird fetish for like pushing boundaries mm-hmm. in life you know mm-hmm. so I was like every time I would like take drugs I would try to take more or try to do something like so yeah like the first time I ever even took Xanax ever at all I took five and wow yeah Dang. and that was like a whole thing within itself because I didn't I wasn't sure what was gonna happen and it was kind of just like the fuck it point in life where you're just like I don't even well I mean so most people never have that, but some mm-hmm. people do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was kind of just like, fuck it. I don't know what's going to happen and we'll see. And then I don't, like, I don't know. I don't remember happen- this ever happening, but I was apparently sitting out in my garage and then like my dad had to like literally come out and pick me up and carry me inside. Cause I was so limp. Like I couldn't even walk or talk wow. and they, they, like, I wouldn't say what, what was wrong with me. Like they couldn't get words out of my mouth. So my mom had to sit up and like she would, she told me that she would slap me every like so often if I would like stop like mm-hmm. breathing and shit. So I mean I haven't like actually like had to go to a hospital, but I'm sure if if my mom hadn't like, dealt with stuff like this, she would have like freaked out like a nor like a, if like it was like another mom because like my mom had dealt with my dad, mm-hmm. she knows you know because mm. he he used to do the same exact stuff like do you think your dad like affected yeah like no definitely like, well you saw it in your dad then you kind of just like yeah and it was really weird too because it started out like i'm never gonna want to be like that mm. it was like it went from being such a like bad example and i knew it was a bad example mm-hmm. to like an excuse for me to do things it wasn't like i didn't even mm. feel like i was like hurt by it or like yeah like it didn't like affect me to where i felt like i was like covering up some like deep down like problems that i had as a child with yeah, my yeah. dad being an addict it was almost like as i got older i saw it as an excuse to be like oh well my my dad's mm-hmm. like that too you know what i mean yeah and that that's that is pretty hard to admit because it's like it mm-hmm. sounds kind of like yeah pretentious to say that but it's the truth and i feel like that's just like the main one of the best things you can do is be honest with yourself if you yeah. want to get clean or just not if you want to stop your bad habits in general you have to like really be honest with yourself, like even if you don't want to hear it. And if you're doing something that, it's like just think about it, like if you're doing something that if you saw someone else doing mm-hmm. it, you wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Like if I saw, if I heard someone else say like, "Oh yeah, well my dad was a drug addict," so that kind of just like made me feel like I, I had an excuse to like to be one too. Mm-hmm. I would be like, "Well, that is just not that is not good <laughs> logic at all." Yeah, but, yeah and that yeah. was my logic, so it's yeah. like I have to be real with myself. And yeah, I mean, yeah. It's kind of like that intergenerational trauma thing. Yeah. Where it's like, well, you th- that's what you saw. So exactly. that kind of ma- makes sense. Even though like even even when you know that intellectually, like this is bad. What they're doing is bad. 
you kind of just like it's take that, it on. It's that same misery loves company. Yeah, it's like, well, they did it, so it must be okay. Like I remember that I don't know what class it was. They were like, if your dad smokes, there's like a th- one third chance you will smoke mm-hmm. too. And then I have three. I have two other brothers. <laughs> and I was like, who is it gonna be? And I'm like. And then I definitely know it. It's not me. It's one of my, it's my other brother. But I'm like, well, I guess that's just statistics. That's. I don't know, Ram. You you said that when you're stressed, you just okay. run through yeah, a whole that, pack of that cigarettes. That is true. But yes, I do get that from my dad. <laughs> no, that is from my dad though. But my dad, he smoked regularly, and his and his dad smoked regularly. Although my dad stopped now, which is great, but. I think no, that you are correct. I did smoke because we're like, well, my dad smokes. I'm gonna start smoking too, but I only do it when I'm like stressed out, which I haven't yeah, done. I don't in a think while. I don't think it's bad to smoke at all. I don't even think it's bad to smoke weed. I think that's fine too. Yeah, smoking is bad. Smoking cigarettes probably bad, but also cigarettes are just expensive. So I'm like, I ain't trying to spend money on cigarettes. Yeah, like, ten dollars. <laughs> ten dollars. Uh, yeah, I'll go to In and Out and get a big ass for ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, than cigarettes. I'm like, well, back in back in my day, <laughs> back in like 2012 or something, that was like four bucks, three dollars. Oh yeah, this is before they also raised the smoking age to 21. Oh yeah. So I forgot. A lot changed after that too. I feel it's like. weird. Yeah, it's weird it was, to think that it was ever 18. Yeah, because like, I remember when I was when I turned eighteen, I was like, "Ooh, gonna mm, buy some cigarettes," cigarette. and then like vote or something, <laughs> like cigarettes and voting. Hell I still yeah! I haven't voted yet. I feel so bad about it. Well, vote in the next one. I, I'm, yeah, you gotta vote. Yeah. Now you just like <laughs> yeah. That's probably the biggest thing that you're exposing yourself to. Why you didn't vote? Come on, no. Hey, sure I said vote. I felt bad about it. At least <laughs> I didn't say that I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. So when you like stop doing everything you were doing did you do you lose friends because oh, i feel like that's like a natural sure. thing for that sure happens. yeah i lost i wouldn't even call them friends though because i weren't I didn't <laughs> really, like, yeah I, I wasn't ever really like because f- to me it's like you can't hang out with someone and like if no, in those situations it's always like you can't hang out with someone unless that is like either present like drugs are present you guys are doing something that has to do with it you guys are talking about it so it's I lost a lot of people like that, and I mean, mm-hmm. it was weird, like that transitional period where like I was figuring out who my real friends are, but I mean, I already felt like I knew at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but I did, it, yeah, you do, you do lose yeah. people, and then also like being out with people, like, like I, I was home for two months, and I didn't leave my house at all, and then I went to like a, my first party at all, and I don't even know how long I hadn't gone mm-hmm. out for and I was like out and people were like, oh, like come in the bathroom and do this blow with me. And I'm like, dude, I don't do that stuff anymore. And they're like, nah, shut up. Like you're Josh. You obviously, yeah, you do. And I'm like, dude, no, like, Damn. actually, yeah. So that sucked us to have that tied to your identity. Yeah. And I, that is also why I wanted to come on here and talk about it. Cause it's like, it, it's so closely tied to my identity that I'd rather just at least let people mm-hmm. know that I'm not always like you're like, moving past. It. Yeah. Like I'm not always going to be like that. And I've, I've been past it for a while and there's more to me too. Like I'm not just that, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not just that person that does drugs or that did drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I used to like party a lot, like when I was in Long Beach and I'm back, but I feel like <laughs> I had like, I didn't like hardcore drugs or anything, but it was like around there. And I came to a point where I realized like, are these people even my friends? Because I can't hang out without like getting drunk or getting high. And I didn't know how exactly. to be social without that mm-hmm. anymore. So when I went to Fresno, like I made a point to like not smoke weed or not drink at like social gatherings. And it sucked. I was like, wow, I don't know. How- I didn't know I had anxiety and shit. <laughs> it's a little weird that like when Paulina tells me about that side of her, yeah, like smoking weed, partying, I'm like, I don't know who that is. Like, how did, how did you in that meet? room? Oh, me and Paulina. Yeah. Oh, uh, we in this room right here, yeah. the Rampage. Really? Oh, okay. In this, uh, she is a class, so we kind of like oh. met here. But I didn't know that that side yeah. of her. I still don't know. And like I mean, over here, people know me as like a party girl, drunk. right? Or and I'm like, yeah, I don't, and I, I don't yeah. see that as a party girl, like. If you don't believe I'm a party podcast, girl. You don't believe that. Yeah, She's I, not a party girl. I mean, I would. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even just from talking. But to like that's yeah. my identity. I feel like here, so like I have to figure out what I am now. Like coming back, I think. Yeah. Yeah, especially like now, like 
you don't have as many people like painting you in any certain way like how like you you, you said you feel like a party girl mm-hmm. here or you at least people see you like that oh or, long or no, beach, you're yeah. saying here as in where you're at right oh, now long beach yeah long... yeah okay so so now you're no, yeah so now you're back where people have painted you as yeah, a party girl and now you got to change that mm. how are you changing your identity like how are you um, who, who do you want to be seen as you know I want to honestly I would just like to be seen as someone who's pretty similar to everyone else I don't want to be seen as like like I mean like okay like I'm coming on here and I'm talking and stuff and I'm also not mm-hmm. trying to like preach you know I'm not mm-hmm. like I just I'm someone who I feel like I'm a little bit more open than like the average person so like yeah I'll I'll, I'll literally just like talk about things and I don't know I just want to be seen as me I guess which is the yeah, most cliche you? answer I could have <laughs> ever who is given you, you though um I'm just I'm a, I'm an artist I make music I yeah I'm how did music help you though how did music like, help you at all yeah like, definitely, how did how did it sure. how did how did it help you through it, it? Made me, okay well on top of like on top of meeting like because I, I had played with my friend Nathan and he plays drums and I've played mm-hmm. with him since I was like 15 like just in, like in my group oh wait what do you play first I play guitar and I sing okay yeah so, oh, okay yeah cool. And I've, I had played with Nathan, like my, that's like one of my best friends since I was like 10 years old and he plays drums and we would mess around and it wasn't until like, like last year that like I'm, I like met my friend on like my friend Ed plays bass for another band Mm -hmm. and I met him at a party. It was the same party that I was actually at talking about this story when all the people were trying to get me to go to the bathroom. Oh yeah. It was that (laughs) same party. I, I met him there and I was like, damn, this guy looks cool. Like, cause he just has like a cool aesthetic to him. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna talk to this fool. Found out he plays bass. So it was like, then I found out that he had a good friend that I kind of knew that played guitar very well. And like, it was like the sound of this, the music was like perfect for what I wanted to do as well. Mm-hmm. So like, I literally, it was almost like, I, I was like, <laughs> uh, like pursuing them like girlfriends. Like <laughs> I was like, I saw these two at a party and I was like, oh shit, like I gotta like start. And I like slid in their DMs, everything. <laughs> And like just ha- like making those con- like those friendships and those connections made me feel not so alone, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I like I could like actually talk to people, and I had friends that weren't just people I had to go get drunk with or go get high with. Yeah. It was like I can I can make music and express myself in like the best way possible, like with lyrics and like writing, and they weren't gonna judge me for it. If yeah, anything, yeah. like they like support what I'm doing because like mm-hmm. we're playing together, you know. Like, yeah. Like I felt like. I don't know. They made me feel super confident. And then on top of mm-hmm. that, like writing lyrics was also very good for me because I, I felt like I could just say what was on my mind and then it would come out in a way that's not like because like, like right now I'm like pre- like I feel preachy, you know, mm-hmm. just by talking and like <laughs> I'm like ranting. I feel like I'm like I just no, been going on and this on. Is- well, you're this is like yeah, this is so, free so, therapy. So, yeah. It's like this actually makes our job easier. <laughs> It's free therapy. This is just a therapy session. And, and yeah. Yeah. I, f- I mean, I feel like it I, I feel I feel like I can I can confine my thoughts into a song and I don't have to sit and rant for fucking like however long I'm talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry for that one. No, this is an explicit <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm trying not to though, just because I don't say I fuck. I feel like shit. It's, it, sounds, <laughs> it sounds people I feel like always like think mm. it sounds kinda cool to, to cuss, but I feel like it just makes you sound less intelligent. Uh, yeah, in like, some cases, in certain uh, cases, yeah, if you're like doing it in a sense where like it does like it's unnecessary, it's like yeah, that like I don't know. I'm just I was trying not to, so yeah, I, no, I that's that would slip out. But um, I feel like it's like I don't know. It's just like the whole idea of I can I have a song that's like I, that only only has two verses, but it's it's literally like mm-hmm. everything that's happened to me in one song. All mm. it's it's two verses. And it's literally not that many words, but it's like what everything I just sat and told you guys yeah, is in, like in, in these lyrics. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I think that's the, the the beautiful thing about music is that you can say so much. So like, much. And there's so much to say. And there's so much that hasn't been said. And like music feels like everything's been mm-hmm. done, but it's like so far yeah, from true. That probably it's, not. Yeah. It's, it's, I guess just like the whole, like the, 
the idea of like just sitting down playing guitar and then like something will just kind of fall out you know mm-hmm. like some notes mm-hmm. will fall out and i'm like damn that spoke to me that made me feel like this yeah and then it'll just start this whole story that i'm writing about whatever happened or something that maybe didn't happen to me but something else that i watched to happen to mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. it's just like a good way of like documentating yeah it's good that you have the outlet <laughs> I Same. I wish I could sing. That's why we're podcasts. <laughs> well, you can't Honestly, sing. You I, just I like <laughs> podcasts. I, I uh... <laughs> just do a podcast. <laughs> if you can't do music, yeah, you can't sing. Ah, I just gotta do a podcast. Start a podcast. <laughs> Still use a microphone. Still yeah, the microphone. The, I it's have, basically uh, the same mixer. thing. Yeah, mixer. <laughs> I know music. I can make music. It's just in a form. Same thing. It's just like I've just there's so musical. Yeah, one of my neighbors actually. There's somebody in my apartment complex that keeps playing "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion on the recorder. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's like on the recorder. Yeah, like you know the elementary one, like the flute, like that you used to play in elementary. It's the best version I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) dude, that is that is so cool. I don't know. It's just coming it from a, some apartment. Is it an old dude? Or is it a little I kid? Did too. <laughs> I really hope it's an old dude. Yeah, you just see him like... I'm like, oh, wow. okay. I can't even play the recorder because I didn't get to do that. So <laughs> I didn't, You didn't play the recorder in elementary school? I didn't I, I didn't go to elementary yeah. school here because I was still out of the country. Oh. I was still in the Philippines. So Damn, that's crazy. They that's didn't cool. have. They didn't believe in instruments. <laughs> they didn't believe in recorders. I mean, I can play the ukulele, but every Filipino learn, knows how to ukulele. I think that's just how yeah. I was like, I need to oh learn the ukulele because I'm a Filipino. Ukulele so. sounds so cool. I love them. Yeah, so tropical. I haven't, I haven't played it in a while. So Honestly, are the yeah, your bandmates like the people that are kind of helping you but, stay sober? Because I know when you messaged us, you said you want to talk about um, some of the people that have helped you stay clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that... I mean, them for sure, and then my my parents, obviously. They're, my parents are like, I'm probably closer with my parents than anyone. I mean, that's, yeah, like, I mm-hmm. I literally, like, hang out with my mom. Like, just I'll sit at home and just, like, hang out with her. That's good. And, like, she's, like, she knows everything about me. Like, even, like, if something happens, like, I feel like a lot of people, like, if they say if, like, something happens with a girl or something like they'll text their best friend and then they'll like hmm. you'll never believe what just happened but me like i'll like, go in my mom's room and be like mom <laughs> like listen like i'm like man i can't uh, even know my mom yeah, do you I'm think like, that's like something important <laughs> that you like, need to find like large. a support like a solid support system <laughs> do you think that's something like important that you need to find like a solid support system wait what yeah i mean i think it's it like for everyone Mm -hmm. like it i feel like you should be your own support system usually and then it's just like really like you just you you have to feel like very comfortable with yourself and that to me is like the best support system Mm because everyone Mm -hmm. is always like hoping that something else is going to lift them up when they're down you know yeah so really just like when you're upset, just like talking to, you know, like that, vo- you have like a two voices mm-hmm. in your head that are always conversating. I don't know if you mm-hmm. guys do, but I do. Like I'm always talking to myself in my head Same. and and that voice that you hear, I feel like it's like you got like once you get really comfortable with it, that's like your support system, you know? Yeah. Cause that is like you're, when you're alone, you're literally just sitting there like thinking words to yourself and yeah. that's kind of bizarre if you really think about it. So. It's, so- <laughs> it's so weird. Cause like. That voice <laughs> earlier, I was uh, when I was trying to get all this equipment, uh, <laughs> equipment all together. I was alone at my house and I was just talking to myself out loud. And, yeah. uh, and I was like, "Oh, I forgot this thing." And I'm like, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was trying to be kind to myself, like, "Oh, that's good that you remember. Good job." I'm like, "Yeah, thanks." I'm not like a. I actually refrain from calling myself a stupid bitch. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm glad I remember this so I don't forget. So I'm like, it was weird because I was like, I really am. I was trying to like pump myself up. I'm like, yeah. yes, I did See, not. And, and that's good because that's that, that's that support system. Yeah. But I think it's more like. That's crazy. What? Oh, go ahead. No. I was going to say that's crazy that he says that, that you said that. Because like, I think like for so long, like when I was here, I didn't like 
listen to that second voice you know the, like the one that knows shit the one that's like your real voice not like the background anxiety or everything because when, when I heard it I thought I was going crazy like in Fresno I thought I was schizophrenic I was like I'm hearing another voice and it was just my own voice yeah it's crazy that's your, that's your I know I know what you mean though like yeah literally just feeling like you're just hearing shit all the time that that was yeah because I was when I was withdrawing yeah. a little schizophrenia Mm-hmm. I was like always having yeah. weird things where I was like, okay, did you guys hear that? And they're like, no, dude. I was like, all right, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. I'm going through it. Yeah. 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 It's that voice. Yeah, I, Actually, that voice is really, I, I feel like even, especially when I'm in my car, I just have like arguments. Yeah. And sometimes I have to like stop myself because like if I follow it, if I follow that line of thought, I'm just going to go up. Uh, I don't know where I'll be going because exactly. then I would then I would make myself upset. You don't want to dis you because like, you'll just end up disagreeing with yourself. Yeah, you know? which and is weird because like, I'm like, oh, so that's why I always uh, say on this podcast you have to be mindful. I say mindfulness mm-hmm. a lot, but recently that's like the biggest thing that's like helping me. It's just like, okay, if I know I'm like spiraling of just like this is gonna make me upset. This line I think is gonna make me upset. I'm like, it's like. Just gonna take a deep breath and we're gonna follow this breath instead of following this dumb thought line. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, okay, fuck that. Just that, just like that, that deep breath alone, like that, that mm-hmm. is like unreal. When you, like for people who are like stressed out, just a deep breath alone, it's crazy how much it like, yeah, makes everything because like the world can seem like, I don't know, so small almost. Like mm-hmm. th- these problems are like, you're just like in a box with your problems and then you mm-hmm. start breathing and then it just slowly starts to expand, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Besides music, is there anything else that like has helped you? Reading. Um, I've been, I've, there's like, uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys know like Joe Rogan's podcast. <laughs> you listen to Joe Rogan? Yeah. I, I, I love like the people that he has on, like just listening to people talk that are way smarter than me. It's like, yeah, just anything. Like, like I said, like I'm just, listen learning and i don't necessarily listen to joe rogan but i, I know about joe yeah he's uh he's his a podcast is pretty popping yeah i can't wait for kanye to be on there oh that's but gonna be i'm kind of upset that he did he passed up on on this podcast but you know what dude kanye, kanye on this podcast would be crazy <laughs> no he follows you on twitter is I, he really yeah he follows you on twitter that's dope yeah and i i that's, tweeted at I him you, i would say that every day i would I'd be like dude kanye west follows me I, I try not to get it or try to let it get to my head but i tweeted at him when he was like i want to, i would like to get on a podcast and i tweeted him like hey come on here what if he what would you have done if he responded though freak out yeah i mean i already freaked out when he followed me but i'm like that would be crazy if you if you had that opportunity though oh me and paulina have talked about it we were like (laughs) we're dropping everything we're going to casablanca or where does he calabasas yeah calabasas Calabasas. yeah we're going there we're going to his house we're recording bringing all this equipment (laughs) i'm recording kanye but yeah i i I do want him to see on joe's podcast do you ever see those joe rogan memes like yeah ever done dmt yeah dude he has all he ever talks about <laughs> it's like hey so you've done dmt <laughs> he literally like i'm pretty sure he even asked he had elon musk on and yeah I'm sure yes. he was even well, asking elon musk about dmt oh is that the the one where he smoked a blunt with him i'm like yeah and all the tesla shares went down that is <laughs> that is crazy that, that was, video has so many views on youtube like, that, was, that was funny though but yeah actually in the in the uh time between last season this season i did take lsd i mean i've taken it before yeah. but i took it again with paulina yeah and, uh, i just trips at him which there is tri- it was yes. very uneventful it was just very peaceful i thought people on lsd were yeah. like all over the place but we just sat and looked at a field of cows that's cool because i am all of it i'm one of those people who are gets crazy on acid yeah mm. have mm. you done, have taken acid yeah i used mm. to do it a lot like before i started like taking like drug like once out because like i would take acid like almost like because like i don't know i would go and then like sit in like fields and like do do that same thing for a while and then i like i started i took it i've taken it quite a amount of times and mm. after like 
the first couple of times it started it was because it's so long you know like you trip yeah it's like and, a whole day you trip and if you do it at night you trip until the morning you're not sleeping yeah that's why i always do it midday yeah and so. i like those nights of just being on acid at like four in the morning trying to go to sleep just laying there like it's like 4 30 and you're just like you feel fried like that is like the craziest yeah. feeling ever i've seen some weird shit i love like, in my love mind acid. Well. yeah i do too that's like the one drug that like not like i not like i would like do it anytime soon because i don't want to like challenge my sobriety like that but yeah, yeah if there's any drug that like i'm like okay with like actually okay with it's like mm -hmm. take acid i try juice. to take it every year yeah no, <laughs> once a year good. just that's once good. a year i don't really need it for uh uh that long of a time like yeah. i'm not like addicted I like if you dude. I need it for a mind cleanse. Yeah, I for like a cleanse. that day, the next day after it's acid like, is ooh. the best day. Although some people, like my brother, I don't know why they get depressed after the day. I'm like, oh well, God. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty pretty good. I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, I want oh, to like yeah, like they don't want to come down off of it. Yeah, like, and I'm how, like, no, I'm good. Yeah. I saw some things, felt some things, felt some weird things, saw some things. Uh, I like peaked on like. Well, listening to Frank Ocean, Paulina was right next, right next to me, but to she Godspeed. didn't know what was going on. Like I, I felt it. Yeah, the Godspeed. I was like, Shh. "Have you have you done it before?" No, I have not. Yeah, Paulina, I don't, I don't think she's ready yet. We do want to do ayahuasca, so if anyone knows <laughs> the plug for ayahuasca, if anybody send, knows send a good shaman, too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a I, shaman. I want someone to lead me through it. Yeah, trip, honestly, bro. no. Yeah, no. That's the, I think really that's one you don't I need. Someone to lead. I don't think that's one you want to go in alone. Because it's basically just I a want purge. someone to lead me. Yeah, I want ayahuasca. So if anyone knows the plug in California, hit me up on the DMs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we want to do an episode where we're like, yeah, we took ayahuasca. Oh my god! And then tell tell y'all what happened. We'll see. But, how long has this been? We we going on an hour um, now. Do, yeah. Would so, you ever? Did you ever think you would be where you are now, Josh? No, I literally thought that I was gonna die. Like, actually thought that I was gonna die. Like, probably before I hit eighteen. Damn. Yeah. That's like I, like I like well, I mean, after I started getting clean, I was like hoping that this is where I would be. You know, like that I would end up eventually getting here. Mm -hmm. But I, during the time of all of it, I literally thought that like I would always like tell everyone. Like, I'll probably die by the time I'm, like, 18. And they'd be like, shut up. And I'm like, no, like, I actually don't. Because, like I said, like, after having lost my friend, it was, like, everything. Like, life just seemed really short, mm -hmm. you know? Like, not even, like, like 80 years seemed, like, almost, like, so long. It was, like, 20 years to me is, like, a good life. Mm -hmm. That's, yeah. like, how I felt at the time. Mm -hmm. well, you're here. Yeah, and, and now I'm, kicking. I'm still kicking. What do you, That's good. And I, I what mean, do you think yeah. you've learned so far? Um, I, like I've learned, I've learned a lot, but I guess summed up, it's just that people tend to like, people will, will always be their own worst enemy, you know? And like, y people can like, whatever's happening to you, like, it's going to affect you. Like if it's an outward source, but like the worst thing that you can do is like disrespect yourself, you know? Or, like, treat your own body unhealthily. Like, that is, like, your body is your temple. And the, I guess it's just, like, it, uh, outside sources are always going to be something that will affect you. But if you're, like, if you are good with yourself, then none of that's really going to matter, mm -hmm. you know? Like, it's really just all about that voice in your head and mm -hmm. being being on, like, good terms with it. Oh, yeah. Like, you need to, like, love yourself, really. Which is the hardest thing. Which is super, super, super hard. hard. And it seems I mean, so simple. But yeah, like, and I'm not uh, saying that like I have it figured out because I still like, it's still like there's some days where I'm just like, damn, I feel like I'm an idiot or I feel like I'm doing things mm -hmm. completely wrong. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I, I just feel like the worst, sometimes like the worst circumstances cause the best outcomes, you know? Like you, if, if you see what the worst of something is, you'll know what the best could be. And you, yeah. sometimes you won't know about that until you see the worst mm. circumstance. That's true. Like a lot of good things happen after mm -hmm. shitty things. Yeah. Unfortunately. And that's just, that's the balance of life. It's all yeah. about yeah. that balance. See, that keeps coming up still, balance. 
So every podcast balances somewhere in there. And it's everyone, important. It's everyone's trying important to seek thing. it, or it's like. So I think it changes at different stages so. of your life. Like what made me feel balanced out like over there? Yeah. Like over here, I had to find a different kind of balance. Yeah. That's true. Damn. All right. Well. Uh, anything else? Any last words? Any final words? Uh, I just want to say to everyone that's listening that. If you're going through this, you're not alone. And you can I'm literally open to talk to anyone about anything. So anyone can always come and talk to me. Oh yeah, plug your Instagram. What's your Instagram? Uh, my Instagram is my name. It's just Josh Quinones, like Josh Q U I N O N E Z. And follow my band too at three 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 Black Cat. If you like it's like it's psychedelic rock if you're into that. Do you guys uh, where can yeah, you find your music it, and everything? You know, that's no. it. Um our music, it's okay, so on Literally, the streaming services like Apple mm-hmm. Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. Just look up Black Cat. It's one word and mm-hmm. we'll come up. Yeah. Dope. All right. Well, thank you so much, Josh, for being on. Yeah. Thank you guys open. for having me on. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. You guys are really cool. <laughs> thank you so much. Like, <laughs> I know it was like hard for you or like, yeah, it's hard for you to get on. Yeah. But like, Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, on. I feel a lot better afterwards. I was a little bit nervous coming on. Yeah, no, once you, I always feel nervous before and, at, well, not even after. It's just the before part. But once you're doing the podcast, I was like, oh, this is chill. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. If you would like to support us so we can pay our therapy copay, you can. You can go to, on Anchor. You can follow this link, bit.ly slash support the boys. For as little as 99 cents. You can support the pod. We appreciate you for taking the time to listen to us. You could also support the podcast by reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Please rate us five star. Give us a review. It really helps out the podcast. Yeah, and you can follow us on Facebook. Our Instagram and Twitter is Boys Do Cry Pod. Follow us so we can become influencers and get free stuff. And we would like to thank Food for Thought, a.k.a. Jalen from the music collectives So Self-Explanatory and Hopeless Hit Happy. Our theme song is called What's the Purpose? And remember, Maya Angelou is always right. <laughs>